You're listening to Heating Up the UK, a Miami Heat UK-based podcast, bringing you the best heat media guests every single week. Here's your host, Dan Healy, brought to you by at the Miami Heat UK social media network. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to episode 39 of Heating Up the UK a Miami Heat UK-based podcast. I am your host, Dan Healy. And before we come to today's episode, thank you to everybody that has checked out Heating Up the UK. The numbers continue to grow, especially over the last three months or so. Really seen an increase in numbers, which is fantastic. It's not why I do it, but it is fantastic to see that people are enjoying the podcast. So if you do listen on Apple Podcasts especially, just hit that little review button if you enjoy it, because that really helps us out a lot. Also, please check out the YouTube channel as I keep banging on. Miami Heat UK TV, uh, Miami Heat UK TV on the YouTube channel. Um, starting from scratch from there, just getting started, as I keep repeating with three new shows. Uh, the Heat Hub is on its way with its second episode. We're also doing a second uh, series of Tepid Takes. That's going to be started this week. And, um, of course, all podcast um, episodes go live on there a day or two after we record them. So please check that out and subscribe. Again, would be greatly appreciated. On to today's episode, and I'm doing something a little bit different this time. Um, all my stateside guests so far in Heat Up UK have all been people that work for the Heat, people that cover the Heat from Five Reasons and Heat Beat, etc. And obviously, I've had the privilege of talking to people like Eric Reed and Jason Jackson, Will Manso, all of those people, all of those cool dudes that we all know. Doing something a bit different today, and I'm talking to somebody from Heat Twitter and one of the most prominent accounts. I'm delighted to introduce is Caleb Vave. How you doing, Caleb? What up? What up? Thanks for having me on here. Thanks for having me on here. I'm glad to talk about the heat today. So, yeah. yeah, let's get Absolutely. into it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, really pleased that you come on. People that don't know, otherwise, otherwise known as at Caleb underscore Caleb Heat. Um, as yeah. I said, very prominent member of Heat Twitter. We love him. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk some heat basketball. And um, before we do. Um, well, we need to come on to something that happened very recently. In fact, two pretty major things that happened pretty recently yeah. to you. First of all, you was wished a happy birthday by Bam. I yeah. mean, wow, that's pretty awesome. But <laughs> I'll let you tell this story because just before the season started, you tweeted out a picture of yourself in a certain scenario and it got picked up by the Heat, retweeted, and it went pretty viral. What happened there, Caleb? So, I, so for my class, we uh, did a presentation for my rhetoric class for college on like what her passion was. So I did on the Miami Heat. And we had one of my friends, we had to record it because we had to give an analysis on it after. And there was just a funny picture of me like going like this. So I was like, I'm just gonna tweet it. And since the Heat followed me, I guess they saw it and they thought it was cool. They already show. So yeah, pretty cool. And I, I see like all these people making memes about it, which I That's think it. is hilarious. Yeah. So that was a funny thing. So the heat tweeted out about uh who didn't get an A here, we need to talk to someone, which everyone like it went mad. And then of course everyone then started coming up with their own variations of this. Now uh, this obviously for people that will be watching this on YouTube, I will put a picture up of this so that people know what we're talking about. But yeah, it was great. It was like yeah, you and your in your vice wave, which you're wearing now that's behind yeah. me. Um, yeah, that's, it. That, that's the one and uh yeah what it, under your um obviously your your attire which is obviously a lot more professional and just uh, and obviously giving this stipulation of your you're going into a deep discussion about something of course Pete Twitter picked up on that and before you knew it there was just hundreds of different variations and memes and it just it went crazy for a couple of days so that was a great 
that was a lot of fun. So, uh, yeah, really cool. Um, now, you're not from Miami. You're from Michigan. That's right, yeah? Yeah, I'm from Michigan, just deep down in Michigan. <laughs> there we go. So, how did you land no, on the like, Heat? How long you, have you been following the Heat? Oh, around like 2010-ish. So, I played like for a church basketball team. And one of my friends on the team was wearing like a Pistons, uh, Detroit Pistons shorts. But I was like, oh, I'm not really in any NBA team. But I was like, I kind of want to get into it. So I just put it on the TV. And, you know, like back in the day when they had like the marquee matchups where they had like a 30 minute of like the, like the playoff games or games, but it wasn't like the full game. So it was like shortened. They had the Bulls versus Heat. And I was like, I kind of enjoy, kind of like enjoy watching this. I kind of like LeBron and Wade. And then I go to sixth grade a couple months later, and my friends like LeBron. So I was like, I guess I'll be a Heat fan. And since 2010, been a heat fan so okay. it's been pretty exciting you know yeah so, you know, well you've you've seen some ups and downs day. certainly in that time then <laughs> obviously yeah, yeah. Some, uh, some very victorious days and then a bit oh, of yeah. uh, a bit of mediocrity to be uh, to, to be honest but now things are on the up again yeah. so what do you make before we come on to sort of what we're going to mm -hmm. go through what do you make right now of this team is this i mean for me i've only been following the heat this is only my fifth season following yeah. the sport in general so this mm -hmm. for me is by far the most exciting time I've known as a heat pack because I miss the big three days. So um, yeah, it, for me, this is great. But from what I speak to people that have been following it a lot longer than me is that they're mm -hmm. really excited about this team. This is one of the funniest teams I've oh. seen. Would you agree with that? Oh yeah. Like I, I'm loving Jimmy and Bam. Like uh, Bam just reminds me of like Wade, honestly, like a Wade 2.0 of this era, new Wade. So that's why I love Bam so much. And it's like this team, it's all these like, unproven players like Duncan he was undrafted and now he's like one of the best shooters in the league like I just love seeing that stuff and then also Duncan's from Michigan oh Michigan yes. University I was like I knew about Duncan before it's cool especially I mean the Heat have just got this knack of just bringing these nobodies really and, yeah. and making them solid NBA players I mean even if you look at we're going a little bit off here but even if we look at the players in recent years that that the Heat, I mean, you look at Hassan Whiteside, who was a max contract yeah. player. He's now a minimum contract player. Uh, Josh Richardson. He was yep. really good. And then... Yeah, that's it. And then just went downhill. <laughs> yeah, uh, since he left the Heat, he's now, he's now a minimum contract player at the yeah. Kings. Uh, Josh Dang. Richardson, who, since he's left the Heat, I mean, we love Josh Richardson. And he's still, by oh, the yeah. way, a very, a very competent player. But since then, one year in Philly. Now he's at Dallas. And then he's going to be a free agent. Um, you know, James Johnson, he got bounced around after he, um, after he's in Dallas. Yeah, he's at Dallas too. And I mean, all these guys, yeah. we want them to do well. Um, but Heat have just got this neck of, they, they, there's not many players that, that leave the organization a worse player than when they came in. They're oh, always yeah. improved. So that's something pretty cool. Anyway, on to um, what we've seen so far. Um, Heat, as we stand, are one and one after an opening day lost against the Magic. Shock. And then the, uh, <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then the, uh, uh, a much better performance against New Orleans uh, and a convincing win against them uh, last time out. And as we record this, we are on the eve of a back-to-back -back against the Bucks. So we're going to come and all this in a minute. But first of all, let's just cover what we've seen so far. So opening day, another L, handed yet another L by the uh, Orlando Magic. Um, yeah. As we so often seem to do, that now brings our opening day record with them to two and six and one and four at the Amway. So we just do not have a good time against Orlando. Why do you think that is? I have no clue. I, it, has to, it has to be something. I, I don't know. I mean, Bam had such a good game, yep. and it, and they still lost. I was like, Goran, I mean, Goran had 20 as well, and they just, they just couldn't pull it out. But either way, we're all good. 
I think everybody has the has yeah. a bogey team, um, and by by far, Orlando are our bogey team. So um, yeah, yeah, it was a sloppy it yeah. was a sloppy performance. I think twenty two turnovers. Although to be honest, I don't think Orlando was much better in that sense. And it was a tight mm. game all the way through. In fact, I think we went into the final quarter four points up. It was yeah. always going to be one of those games where as soon as anybody put together any sort of run, that was probably going to be enough to win the game. And that's what happened yeah. with the Magic. So yeah, it was um, it, it, not a great start. Um, now, one of the overriding sort of uh, cons, we'll call them, from the first two games we played, but especially the first game, um, Tyler Hero thrust into the starting lineup, um, starting at point guard, which is something that I've advocated. I said I wanted to see this. Um, I think he's deserved yeah. his chance. And I think that the Heat sort of play this sort of fluid style of basketball anyway. So the actual position's not massively important for the Heat, but we're, we're starting, with, uh, starting off Tyler at the point. Um, so far, um, quite a lot of critique been put his way. Um, ball handling um, not been great. A lot of turnovers. Um, what do we do? Because Goran Dragic obviously has been the complete opposite to this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's come in absolutely hot off the heels of his bubble performance, and he has been probably our best player so far. Oh, um, so, do we keep giving Tyler some time, um, let him find his feet, let him make some mistakes, and so on, and give him a, a, a run? Or do we look at this as how much longer can we just expect Goran to come off the bench and be our best player before we start to say, you know what, he needs his chance from the start. What do we do here? See, I think that we should give Tyler one more week, like a week, a couple more games to see how he does. Because, I mean, I know he's a good player and I know he, he'll, he'll, he'll eventually step up. But it just, let's see if he can do it. And if he still does bad, in my opinion, I think you should keep Goran on the bench and put Avery Bradley in. Because if you look at it, um, you're going to need Duncan. You're going to have to hide Duncan on uh, defense because he's a defensive liability. And if and you have Avery Bradley for that defense for the backcourt, looks good. And then also you have Goran off the bench with Tyler. Tyler doesn't have to be the point guard. He can just be off the ball and just take his shots while Goran just be the playmaker. So I think wait, wait like a week, see if Tyler can do better. And if he just continues to struggle in the role of point guard, go for Bradley. But Goran, I mean, would work too, honestly. I mean, Goran's playing amazing. So... Yeah. Either way. Yeah. Yeah, I think that um, you know, it, it's been two games. Um, people are finding <laughs> their feet, etc. So we can't just immediately just go right. We've we've asked for this. We wanted to see Hero get his start. This is the only yeah. place really he's probably getting. He's going to get his start because he's certainly not getting in against any of the other guys in in the five. So um, this is where he's going to have to be. Um, and I think that we we can't just write that off after two games. Of course, it's going to be a bit sloppy. We know everybody's been yeah. a bit sloppy so far. So there's been some pretty ugly things that we saw, especially in first uh, first night there. So yeah, I think give Tyler until I would say another week, two weeks. I agree with you. Um, I, I think it really he's such a confidence player that he only needs one night where he hits mid twenties, early twenties, and and just starts showing some flashes of the brilliance that we've seen from him. And um, that'd be it. I think he'll go from strength to strength. He just needs to maybe settle down on the ball a little bit more. Um, maybe, maybe thinking about it a bit too much and um, yeah to cut some of those turnovers out but I, I'm, I'm with you I think that if we are going to make the change or as brilliant as, as he's been um, I still say we hold back uh, Goran on the bench because I just love how he runs that second unit I think he's such an energy off the bench and he, uh, obviously if Jimmy comes out as well um, he gives us that leadership presence, uh, presence in that role so I, I'm totally with that I would say if we are going to make that decision to bring Tyler out then Avery Bradley is the one that probably goes in. And we saw some really good things, obviously not in the first oh, night because he didn't play, which is strange. Nobody really sort of knows why. I, I, I um, 
yeah, no idea really what that was about. There was no mention about it or anything. But he came in um, against the Pels and done really, really well. And we'll come on to that in a, in a second. Um, so, yeah, um, yeah, it's a tough opening day loss. Uh, Bam's looking good. Um, yeah, what do we? What do, looking nice. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That that was the that was the next thing. Yeah. That, so the, the jump shot, which is the one thing that we said, this is the next step of Bam's game. Yeah. And um, well, I mean, we we've seen it, haven't we? Already, he's not yeah. been afraid to shoot it at all. And when when he's shooting it, he's connecting. So yeah, you got to be happy with that, right? Yeah, for sure. Like I'm I'm liking his offensive aggressiveness, honestly. Like from last year, you know, he he upped up to like around 15 points, but now, I mean, he scored 25 uh, in the first game and then 17 in the next. Like if we can keep him around that 17 at 20 points, like I mean, I want to see him get scored 20 plus. But like this him just taking over so Jimmy doesn't have to do that much. I would just love to see that. And then with the jump shots and then eventually hoping he can start shooting threes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This opens up this whole game. Oh but man. He's, he's looking really good. He is. Could you imagine if, I mean, if this season we see him, you know, hit that mid-range regularly and then suddenly, can you imagine if we start seeing him hitting, knocking down freeze? Because we know he's got it in his bag. We've yeah. seen it. Oh, for sure, yeah. We've I seen mean, it in all the practice videos. Yeah. Uh, I mean, can you imagine if he, if he adds that to his game? But we'll, we'll be looking at, well, I mean, 22, 23 years old. Yeah, it's for sure. A, a period of absolute dominance. One of the, it'd be, it could be become one of the, it'd be an, it'd be an MVP candidate if, if he can start adding that to his game so uh, exciting exciting for Bam um, yeah so after obviously the disappointing loss against Orlando in came um, a much better performance a really full-rounded uh, performance against a pretty good Pels team an exciting Pelicans team fresh off of an excellent win against the Raptors as well um, and apart from again the start was a little bit sloppy after that I thought from second uh, quarter on we really took control of that game and I thought one of the shining lights in that, there was a lot of really good um, performances there, but we just touched on it a bit there. Um, Avery Bradley, I thought, was fantastic. Really um, came in on his debut, um, gave us all the things we know we was going to get from him. We were shown, we were shown good defence, he could knock down a shot. Um, yeah, you've got to be pleased with what we saw from Avery on, on, his, on his debut, right? Yeah, I love the defence he had. And then he was like hitting down jump shots too. And I was like, man... That's what we need for our guards, just to have someone that comes in and makes plays and can play defense. They can put it kind of like, I guess, in a sense, like the Jay Crowder role of yeah. our guard. That, they, like that, when like Tyler or Duncan is struggling and you need that defensive presence for your guards to bring them in. Like, if you can do that for the full season and including playoffs, yeah. I, I'll love it. So, yeah, he played really good. Yeah, and I think the one other big uh, reason why um, we got that win was the tweak to the starting lineup. Mo Harkless came out um, and Myers Leonard come in, and I thought that that really solidified our, uh, our defense. And I thought that um, uh, I thought that Myers actually played really well. I thought he looked yeah. really sharp, considering that you know he looked so off in the bubble. Not and he, he admits this. He said, "Look, because he was brilliant, and then he wasn't." Um, and he said, "Look, I wasn't fit. I wasn't right." Um, he said, "So uh, it, it wasn't." A, it wasn't the, wasn't the Myers Leonard that we knew and, and obviously fell in love with early on in the season. But I thought for a first game back, I thought he looked absolutely on point. Was you pleased with what you saw from Myers? Yeah, his jump shot looked good. It looked yeah. a lot quicker. And he was making his shots. I mean, if you're going to have to go, because like, uh, that's one of the weaknesses we have is big, big, being, big, being big and having rebounds, getting rebounds, because Bam can't do everything. So like, if you're going against, like for instance, Steven Adams, you're going to have to put Myers in the lineup. And he played – decent enough to at least have us win and have Bam just guard Zion most of the time. So, yeah, yeah I, I, I liked what he did. Yeah, and uh, the star performance from that game, um, 
I think he actually created history. Am I right in saying, was it Duncan Robertson with six, oh, seven yeah. overall, but was it six seven. first was, half threes? Yeah, seven for 13 for threes. Yeah, Insane. and six in the first half, which I believe was an NBA record on Christmas Day. Um, so, oh man, I mean, um, I, there was always this little bit of a concern. Um, I, I mean, don't get me wrong, shooters are shooters. They're never going to lose it. But you always sort of wonder, it, it came out of nowhere. Uh, yeah. We didn't expect what we saw. Um, he broke records in his first season. And there was always this little bit of a concern for me that he was going to I'm just come back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it? Were we going to get this second season syndrome where it wasn't like it just wasn't going to be repeated? But I know it's only been two games, but there's absolutely no sign of him dropping off. He looks yeah. absolutely. His form looks incredible, right? Yeah, he looked really nice. I mean, he, he was three for six for the first game, and then seven for thirteen. So he's he's shooting around fifty percent for both games. Which I mean, I know it's just two games, but like yeah. just coming back and just doing that again is awesome. It's good so. to see. It's good to see. So let's let's say if he continues to have another season like he did last year, this is a contract year. Um, he's expiring into this year. Obviously, we're going to keep him. But what sort of what sort of contracts is he going to command if he does another season like he just did? Honestly, I mean, if you're going to compare a contract, I mean, you look at Joe Harris's. I don't really know what the numbers, but if Joe Harris is getting, I know he got the bag. Duncan's going to probably get something like that, honestly. And I mean, if he continues to shoot lights out, like kind of like a Clay Thompson player, like if he can improve his defense too, that contract will be definitely worth it. So somewhere around the Joe Harris, how much? I don't know how much he got, but I think I think Joe Harris was around that eighty to twenty million. It might even be more than that. Um, but yeah, you're right. I think that's the obvious thing that a lot of people are saying is when when um, the Nets gave Joe Harris that contract, a lot of people were going, "Wow, don't let Duncan Robinson see that because <laughs> that, that's yeah. the sort of money." that he will command if he does it. But to be fair, you don't you pay the man because you, you can't yeah. find that shooting just off the street. Well, unless you're the Miami Heat, who seems to just do it all the time. <laughs> uh, with the next one being Max Struess, of course, or Struss, yeah, yeah. Struess, never know how to pronounce it. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, another one that's just hopefully going to just come off the conveyor belt. Yeah, I know this is off topic, but, I mean, we'll probably talk about it a little later. But just think, if we have James Harden and we keep Duncan and you just have Max Struess and just Duncan this <laughs> And they're just going to be wide open because Harden and Bam and Jimmy, man. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, we're actually, yeah, we'll come on, we'll come on to James Harden. I don't want to bang on about James Harden too much in this episode because yeah. I've done it in the last two. But we yeah. will come on to him briefly because of what he did in his first game back. Um, before we do that, final, final couple of bits on um, what we've seen so far. First of all, a lot of um, people were desperate to see KZ Okpala um, yeah. this season. Pre-paid. So far... <laughs> yeah, KZ season, we are waiting for it. So far, we haven't, other than, um, yeah. I think, maybe some garbage time. Um, yeah. Now, Mo Harkless, um, obviously, we're not writing him off, but he didn't get off to a great start in his first game and then came off the bench and done okay, uh, second game against Pels. But do we see now, especially if Jimmy is not going to be a part of the back series that's coming up, mm-hmm. um, with this ankle injury that we think he might miss, certainly the first game, but possibly uh, the second as well. Are we mm-hmm. going to start seeing some KZ minutes? I hope so. I know this fall, he said something today about uh, how like Kendrick Nunn might step up or something. So maybe he's going to insert Kendrick Nunn and then do the hero and then Duncan, just put Duncan in Jimmy's place. But I think you should go start KZ at power forward. I mean, he can shoot. So even opens it up for Bam. So, I mean, I think they should start KZ even if Jimmy's not, I mean, even if Jimmy's playing, because I mean, we see in the Toronto game, I mean, I know that was preseason, but he was hitting his shots, playing a little good defense and, yeah. You can do that, opens up the game for Bam, too. 
Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I hope we see minutes. I hope so because we need oh. a free KP. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, look, we're 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 desperate to see him. We're really excited about him. Um, I, I, don't get me wrong, he will get his time. Everybody in this roster is going to get oh, yeah. their moments throughout this season. It's going to be a, um, a obviously a, a COVID disrupted season. Uh, we're yeah. going to see the depth really used. We're going to see Max Struss. We're going to see um, obviously KZ at Pala. All of these players are going to get their time. Well, I, I just really want to see KZ sooner rather than later because I'm just so excited to see him. And I just generally believe that he could be in the next one, the next guy, uh, next guy up. I think he's just going to be the, the, another one who's going to come off and and really, really sort of blow a lot of people and make it like get this attention, grab their attention. I think that he's got a really special talent. So uh, excited yeah. to see KZ. Right, final thing um, before we come into the next segment. Um, at the moment. Going yeah. forward, one loss, one def- uh, sorry, one loss, one win. Um, what do you do now with the starting five for mm. the next, say, four or five games to the end of the year, say, or the early part of next year? Do you see us sticking what we what we just did, uh, which is Hero, uh, Duncan, Jimmy, assuming he's fit, um, and then have Bam and Myers, or do you change it up a bit? I guess it just depends. For me, it depends on who you're lining up with. Because, like, if you line up against, like, the Bucks where they have Brook Lopez or the Pelicans where they have Steven Adams, you're going to have to insert, insert Myers, I think. But um, other than that, if not, then you can go with just that other lineup of putting KZ in the power forward spot. Unless you just have to prove that Bam can just um, lock down Steven Adams if you're going to go against him. But either way, both lineups, I think, work. Whatever, it just helps them win, honestly. Yeah. I mean, last year we saw with Myers in the lineup, they won a lot, a lot of games in the season. So, it just, I guess just we'll see, I guess. Yeah, that's, and that's, that's, that's one of the best things about this team. And, and uh, Spo is certainly not uh, afraid to just change it compared to game-to-game game game scenario. We'll, we'll see lineups where we've got Myers in. We'll see lineups where it's Avery Bradley. We'll see lineups where it's uh, Kenny Olinick, Casey Opala. Uh, Kendrick Nunn, I'm sure he's going to come back into the fold again at some point. Yeah. We're, we're, gonna, we're, we're not going to have a, a set five, I don't think. We'll play it game to game. But for now, I'd like to see it keep with, um, I, I think we, we keep with what we've got. If, if Jimmy's fit and great, um, if not, obviously we'll be forced to make a change. But I think we'll start with uh, with certainly Bam and Myers against the yeah. Bucks. I agree with you there. Uh, okay, right. So let's talk about James Harden <laughs> then. Now, yeah. um, yes. Now, I wasn't going to talk about James Harden because I've done it in the last couple of episodes, and um, obviously we've covered it from top to bottom. Oh. Do we want him? Don't we want him? Do we give up the farm? Rah, 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 rah. But then he came back. <clears throat> excuse me. Then he came back from exile. <laughs> Forty-four yeah. points and seventeen rebounds. Um, Incredible man. That is the biggest reminder that for me. You get the guy because the guy can do whatever the fuck he wants. He look at what he does on the court. He just puts down ridiculous numbers. So for me, I see this as a very nice little reminder to all those that say, no, you don't have him. But of course, I know that everybody is very, very split on this. Where do you stand, Caleb? You know where I stand. Go all in. The only thing, the only person is I say is Duncan, just because yes. like try to, try to hold off. I mean, that's what they're doing. I think is trying to keep Duncan because like if you like I said, if you got that Jimmy Bam and James lineup and just Duncan's just get those wide open looks. But either way, you go all in. Jimmy Bam and Harden are gonna be they, they would win you championships. And I see people all the time like, oh, if you trade for Harden, the whole team's gone. But like, there's players they can get like. Um, Taj Gibson, who's a friend of Jimmy's. I mean, I know he's not, he's, he's old now, but like Ursan Ilyasova, bring back Sabaz Napier, Isaiah Thomas. Like, there's free agents that you can bring in. And it's like, I mean, big three, or even looking at the Lakers from last year, there's ring chasers, there's 
players that are dying for rings. So it's like you can still sign people. And he have a good staff to develop players. So, like, put Max Struess in there or any or anyone else. Have. Like Gabe Vincent, they're still players. So, but yeah, go all in for Harden. <laughs> yeah, well, this is something that I brought up. I'm not going to, you know, spend too long because I've, I'll just repeat myself endlessly. Oh, okay. But this is exactly what I, I've been saying. I go, look, you, if it means you give up Tyler, Duncan, yeah. Ashua, um, plus obviously the money bits that you'd need like Kelly and Iggy, etc. For me, you still do it. I know that it breaks your heart because we do love these players, Duncan and Tyler especially. I don't want to see them go. Precious Achua has been brilliant since he's coming. I, I want to, yeah, I want to see him develop. I want to see, you know, this is a guy that everybody, you know, wanted the next bam, and yet somehow I've let the Heat take the next bam again. So I don't want to see him go. But this is James fucking Harden. Get James Harden if he's available because I believe that we can bring in people like Max Strass and Gabe Vinson and all of these players and make them good. Casey Opala, whoever yeah. it may be, and make them good. And then, as you just said, then you fill the roster then with with the bits that you can to, yeah. to make an effect. And you, you've still got other players there. You'll still have Myers Leonard probably. You'll have Mo Harkless, you'll have Avery Bradley. It's still a competitive team, so you get the job done. And thank you, James Harden, for proving to a lot of people that don't want yeah. you that you are one of the best still. And uh, for anybody that doesn't want him, sorry, just shake your head, just give your head a little wobble because um, for me, you, you take him, you take him all day. But anyway, anyway, enough of that because uh, I don't want to create more civil war. Um, right now. <laughs> Let's come on to something a bit, a bit more, uh, a bit fun here. Now, I asked you yeah. to give me some ridiculously early takes of yeah. the season. So we're going to go with both of us are going to give our first time All Star from both the East right. and West. We're going to go yeah. with a wild card MVP candidate, and we're going to give a hot take of the campaign. Um, so that can be whatever you want. So let's start with the uh, with the uh, first time All Stars. Who have you got in the East right. so, as your first time All Star? I have two for East and West, but like Levine, Zach Levine, I, I don't think he's been an all-star. That's like not like a wild card one, but this is a wild card one is uh, RJ Barrett. <laughs> a lot of people aren't going to like that one, but he's been playing really good so far. So if, I mean, yeah. he's one of the star players on the Knicks. So I think that if he continues to, continues to play, there's a chance for just the first time. And then for the West, DeAndre Ayton, now that he has Chris Paul and then and then Devin Booker, obviously as well, I think he could be an All Star because he's a really good player in my opinion. Mm. And then Nate Gilders, Alexander, same scenario with RJ Barrett. Uh, yeah, he's a young yeah. player who's going to be. I mean, if you see the OKC team, they're rebuilding. They're getting the draft pick, so he's like he's going to be the lead scorer always. Yeah. So I think that him. So, but those are just like young players. But yeah. I mean, those are just the top of my head. But either way, I I could see him. You got any? You got any ones that you think? Yeah, I think uh, – actually, I forgot about Shea. I don't know how I forgot about Shea, but that's a really good shout. I think um, out west, I'm going with Jamal Murray. Um, oh, I think yeah, I forgot about Jamal. I think I it's, quite, it's quite criminal how he hasn't – how he is not an all-star. It just shows you yeah. how stacked the west is that yeah. Jamal Murray doesn't get a shout. Well, not not shout. That's probably unfair. Yeah, I, mean, I think he'll make it this year. I, I think he should. Yeah, I mean, he was he was awesome in the bubble. Um, so I hope he, he, he produces good form to start this season because he definitely deserves a shout. Everybody loves Jamal Murray. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I hope he gets it. And in the East, I'm going with Jalen Brown from Boston. I think that's quite a realistic one. Um, yeah. I think that uh, a lot of people raise a lot of eyebrows with Brown with the contracts that he signed and wondered whether he deserved mm. commanding that sort of money. But, um, you know, from what we've seen so far, he's been brilliant. Yeah. And, uh, again, he's still a young player, 24, I believe he is. So, uh, 
uh, a bright future ahead. So yeah, I'm going with uh, with Jaden Brown and uh, Jamal Murray, and you're going with RJ Barrett and Shay Gilgis Alexander. So there we go. That was interesting, <laughs> right? Okay, now this is a MVP candidate, but a wild card MVP. Wild card. I don't know if these are wild cards because, but I think Luka Doncic or Dame Lillard. Those, I don't know how, how much of a wild card that is, but I mean, normally it's Giannis and LeBron. That's like the easy take, but I think that if Luka can play like at a higher level again, he can and lead him to like a top three seed. He could be MVP. I mean, same with Dame. Dame hasn't won an MVP yet, and I think that he should win eventually. I mean, he's one of the best point guards in the league. So. Yeah, no, again, you wouldn't see many complaints from me if he got it. I think that Luca is the is the bookies' favourite at the moment. I think oh, really? he, goes in, okay. he goes in as the favourite. So I think that that's all geared up to him to, to do that. If he can get the Mavs to the finals, I believe that he'll get MVP. I think he's going uh, to have yet another ridiculous year. I think it's uh, just a very special oh. player. So my MVP also combines with my hot take of the season. So this is a double I'm giving you here. Okay. And I'm going to say that James Harden is going to be MVP this year. And I'm going to say that whoever he lands on, because he will leave Houston, whoever he oh, lands yeah. on, whether that be Miami, whether that be Philadelphia, whether that be Brooklyn, whether that be Toronto, I think they're the four that are in the conversations here. Whoever he lands on, he's going to win a championship with this year. So James Harden will leave Houston. He will be MVP and win a title with either the Miami Heat the Brooklyn Nets, the Philadelphia 76ers, or the Toronto Raptors, we will see. But that's my hot take. I just think that he is showing what he can do to an extreme yeah. level now. Um, yeah, so uh, that's my hot take. James Harden, MVP and title winner this year. What have you got for your hot take? You might see me tweet this sometimes. So my hot take, Bam's one defensive player. Of the yeah. <laughs> yep. Had to be I, a Bam take. Love it. <laughs> I I, th- I think he's gonna do it eventually. I mean, I think he's gonna do it this year. But if not, Anthony Davis is gonna win this year, and then he's Bam's gonna win it eventually. But I mean, why not now? Why not? Now? <laughs> so let's do it, man. That that it, it, it's a very good shout. I think that um yeah, Davis um Davis. You'll see the same people. It'll be Davis, Giannis, Ben Simmons, and um, and Bam will be in there because he's already shown he's in the lead defender. So that's uh, that's a very good shout. I think that we could even see. Um, depending on Miami's season, and if he continues to to hit his shot, we could even see Bam in that MVP running. He's not, he's, he's an, he'll be an outsider. Yeah. I don't see it. I don't see it as ridiculous. I don't see it as yeah. a ridiculous take. Would you agree? Oh yeah, I think I think you probably do. You think you think that he'll uh, ascend over Jimmy this year, over best player? I mean, like, I know he's like the most important player, but like for like yeah, sports I, and everything, I, you think? I think that if he can, if he's already shown glimpses that he's going to shoot a lot more this year. Um, yeah. If he can get, as you've already touched on, if he can get yeah. that scoring up to around the 20-point mark a game, and if the Miami Heat repeats the sort of run that they have had, uh, what they just did, if they get to the finals again and Bam is fit and firing and hitting his shot and being more dominant and continue to be excel on defence, etc., then 100% he will be an MVP, MVP candidate. So, uh, yeah, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Great, great <laughs> to see Bam getting some love. And I wouldn't expect anything different from you, buddy. Um, <laughs> right, let's just end on where you think uh, Miami will go this year. Do you think do you think it's unrealistic to see that we could go back to the finals? So this is my thing. I, at first, I was like, they will probably get Eastern Conference Finals and then lose to the Nets. But we just saw Dinwiddie's out for the season now. Yeah. So now that's just like now he's he's an important piece for the Nets. He I think that he 
actually have a chance now. I mean, I was just put, picking them Eastern Conference Finals just because uh, Katie and Kyrie, you can't stop them. But now, I think they have a chance to make the finals. The I, I, only thing that is, is worries me is the Lakers because they improved so much. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm going to be rooting for the Heat no matter what. You, if they, they, they whoever they play, I'll, I'll say Heat in five, Heat in six. Of course, <laughs> so, Heat in five. Of but, course. I mean, why not? Why not a championship? I mean, if Bam, like we said, if Bam ascends, if Jimmy plays good, if Tyler plays good, or if we get James Harden, which I don't know if that helps happen, but if Duncan and Tyler can they play good, why not? Why not us? You know? Yeah, why absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. And uh, yeah, I think that um, a lot of it does depend on what happens with Harden because he will move the needle so much for so many teams. But I put um, on the first episode of the Heat Hub, I done my predictions, and I put the Nets down in fifth, which raised a few eyebrows. But I said that. Um, I think we'll see a lot of load management um, from Kyrie yeah. and and, um, and and KD. And already tonight, both of them are sitting out game three of the season, both of them being rested. So although I think that they will obviously be a juggernaut by the time it comes to playoff time, um, I don't think that being seeded as high as what a lot of people think. So, um, yeah, it's not a disrespect thing because they are extremely good, but um, I just don't think it'll be as high because of the resting load management stuff. And yeah, Dinwiddie is obviously a big, big blow for them. So yeah, I agree with you. I think that the Heat should be 100%. They should be looking at repeating last year's success. Why not? Why not? We've got, we've got, we've got depth. We've got great players. We've got teams that we've got players that are still young that can still develop. Um, so yeah, we're, we're, I don't, I wouldn't be surprised to see us uh, returning to the finals. But a lot of basketball still to play before then. So uh, really, really exciting season coming up. So um, right, quick predictions on the Bucks series. We've got them back to back. What we're we saying? Are we get, just going to take take a split there and be happy with it, or are we going with both? We're winning both. We're winning both. Love it. Yeah, we're going to win both. And uh, I, I think just I, in my opinion, I don't know why Giannis signed. Honestly. And just, just looking at that team, I mean, they have Drew Holiday, which is good. I mean, I know it's the first couple games, but, like, they have looked not that good. I mean, and they just got destroyed by the Knicks yesterday. Well, this, that's it. You took the words out of my mouth. This is the team that just got royally served by the, by the New York Knicks. So, um, yeah. it's. I mean, I know it's the beginning of the season, but, like, I don't know why Giannis signed. I think he should have went to the Heat or the Mavs or somewhere else. But that just, that's another story for another time. But, yeah, I think I think the ways we win is – no, like, so put that down the turnovers because we had 22 in the first game, I think 17 in the next. And if Tyler Hero steps up, Tyler Hero or someone else steps up that's not Bam or Goron or Duncan. Because if Jimmy, we don't know if Jimmy's going to be out both games or if he's just going to be out the first game. But just if someone steps up, I think we get both W's. So, okay, there we go. You heard it here. Caleb is calling it two and over against the Bucks. Um, I will say a split, I'll be a little bit more conservative. I think we'll win to. I think we'll win tomorrow night's game, um, but then I think we'll lose the next one. So, and I'll take that. I'll take one one. The NBA certainly in these early days has been weird. There's been some strange, strange results. I mean, the bloody Cavs. The Cavs are three and zero. The Magic are three and zero. What the fuck is going on? It's crazy. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. No. That's it. So uh, it'll be it'll, it'll work its way out. So uh, there we go. Uh, Caleb, really enjoyed talking to you. Heat hoops, uh, great fun. Uh, for everybody that doesn't follow you, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Caleb, C-A-L-E-B underscore Caleb, C-A-L-E-B, Heat, H-E-A-T. So, Caleb, Caleb, Heat on Twitter. You'll see me making oh, all yes. these funny tweets. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, it's, stuff. yeah, no, so, it's, a great, it's a great follow. Uh, if you're not doing so, give him, give him a shout. And, uh, and it, it keeps getting tweeted out by the organization and by Bam at a bio, all these. Don't, 
you know, so it's, it's, it's Twitter, heat Twitter royalty. Heat Twitter royalty. Thanks for the love, Sam. Thanks for the love, Miami Heat. I appreciate you all. <laughs> yeah, go give my man a follow. Uh, Caleb, uh, great to chat to you. We'll, uh, we'll do it again sometime, definitely. Maybe later in the season, we'll have another chat. Yeah. Until then, guys, uh, we'll see you again in the new year um, with another episode, uh, another episode of Taper Takes, another episode of the Heat Hub. It's all coming at you thick and fast. We'll get towards all this content. Uh, until then, uh, let's have a successful end to the year. And for everybody, have a happy new year. We'll talk to you in 2021. You've been listening to Heating Up the UK. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts to ensure you never miss a show. Also, go give us a follow on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook by finding our page at the Miami Heat UK. And subscribe to our YouTube channel, Miami Heat UK TV, for our latest shows and fun content. That's your Miami Heat from across the pond. Covered. Thanks for listening.